Welcome to the Renovate Church Sermon Podcast. At Renovate Church, we are passionate about teaching God's Word in such a way that you really get to know the heart and character of God and where you can apply the truth of Scripture to every aspect of living. We believe that God's Word is relevant and has the power to transform your life. We're excited for this most recent sermon and we hope it blesses and encourages you. Come see you boy. Ellis can go with Donnie. All right, guys. Hey, I'm really excited for this uh, series that we're going to be in. Uh, it's called Align, Positioning Your Life for God's Fullness. And over the last month, as I really thought about us heading into this new year, um, God really was speaking to me out of Joshua chapter 3. And uh, I shared before church this morning with our prayer team that was here, you know, in Joshua 3, you have this really important time period where, as Donnie said, the children of Israel had come out of bondage, they'd come out of Egypt, but they had wandered for, for 40 years. They hadn't really yet walked into God's best for them as a people. And so in Joshua 3, you come to this time where God is getting ready to actually fulfill some things in their life. And so he, they are right on the edge of the Jordan River, and they have to cross over the Jordan, and it's flood stage at the Jordan. And God begins to speak to the people and says, hey, listen, begin. When you see God begin to move, fall in alignment, like follow him. because And then Joshua stands up as the leader, and Joshua says this very famous passage of Scripture where he says, people consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord is going to do amazing things among you. So it's just this short thing where he says, hey man, consecrate yourself. In other words, um, be aware. Be, be locked in. Be focused. Because God's really wanting to do something uh, amazing for us as a people. And God's really be, begun speaking to me, like I said, over the last month, that, that he, said, he, he was speaking to me saying, Dave, there really is things that I have for you and for the people of Renovate and for this church. And as you come into this new year, we just need to be in tune. We need to be in tune with what he's wanting to do. And so we're doing this series called Align because there's, there's power in alignment, in anything. There's power in alignment uh, in our bodies. <laughs> if we get a joint that's out of alignment, man, it's painful. That happened to me one time. Man, I was playing pickup basketball and I made a little move and all of a sudden I, you feel that little and then it comes on and it's like, oh my gosh. And then it was 18 visits to the chiropractor and massage therapy and all this stuff and finally... It went away, and I could like, oh, man, it's like I'm walking right again. For those of you who were traveling over this holiday season, like Raymond Boyd, who flew Southwest Airlines, and they, are, they were out of alignment and canceled 17,000 flights, and this is what their baggage claim area looked like. Truly, that's off the Internet. 
And it was fascinating to me to read that of like, what happened to Southwest? And they're like, they have this antiquated system that didn't allow their field agents and stuff to be aligned and to be coordinated. And I think I read even yesterday that it's going to cost them $850 million because they weren't in alignment. They weren't able to execute when that winter storm hit. So we're going to be looking here about alignment. And ironically, Jesus in Matthew gives seven firsts. He, mentioned, he gives us these seven firsts that if we will take it to heart and we will really embrace it, it will allow our lives to get into greater alignment with God and greater peace and greater joy and greater fulfillment and ultimately greater blessing. We can actually walk more in God's fullness for our lives. So Jesus is teaching through Matthew, and, and again, he, he keeps saying these things about, hey, first, clean the inside of the cup. And he's talking about our inner life. And so we're going to look today at the very first thing, which is aligning our hearts, our hearts. And over the next six weeks after that, we're going to talk about aligning our relationships, aligning our attitudes, aligning our inner life, aligning our priorities because Jesus talked about it. So on the screen, you're going to see Matthew 22. That's our keynote scripture today. I'll just read it starting in verse 34. The message today, it's just this. It all starts with the hearts. It all starts with the hearts. And that rhymes. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, a very religious guy, tested him with this question. Quote, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. So he says, listen, everything in the Old Testament, so all the law, everything that from the Ten Commandments to all the laws in Deuteronomy, um, everything that's given there, ultimately he's saying, is fulfilled in this commandment because the Ten Commandments, the first four, just show you how you can love God. The next six show you how you can love your neighbor. He says, listen, if you'll just, if you'll just love God, then all this, you'll live out all this other stuff because it all starts with the hearts. That's where it starts. So just like in the physical body, the heart is central, and the heart is critical. Last week, I was in my kitchen, and all of a sudden, April was walking through, and she goes, what's going on with the Buffalo Bills game? And I said, I, I, I don't know. I'm not watching it. I'm doing dishes. And she said, something's going on. Like, like this is trending on my 
social media and stuff. And so I turn the game on and I see all these people on the field praying for this defensive back for the Buffalo Bills and the Bengals people and they're canceling the game. And I was, because his heart failed. Now, praise God, millions of people were praying for him, and he's recovering, and it's awesome, and it's a miracle, and I'm liking everything. Anytime somebody posts something, it's like, yes, yes, this is great. But the heart physically is at the very center and the most important thing in our physical lives. When the heart begins to fail or the heart gets cluttered, it, it has an effect on us. Well, the spiritual heart is the same way. The spiritual heart is at the, at the very center. And God talks about, uses that word heart over 800 times in the Bible. Because he knows how important the heart is. So, here's the thing. The heart's at the very center of everything we are and do. Look at what Scripture says in Proverbs 27, 19. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. So out of the heart, we're going to see here in a minute, Jesus says literally comes everything. Everything. Look at what he says in Luke 6, 45. In the New Living Translation, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. In another place, Jesus said the heart is like a storehouse. It's a storehouse. And he says what actually comes out of us, words, attitudes, actions, all are centered in the heart. So look at what he says. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury or storehouse of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. The heart is the most important thing in everything that we do. And guys, here's the thing, point two. The heart is naturally bent towards drifting and digressing. Come on. I'm your I know. I, I'm preaching on this series. I'm preaching to myself. Because guess what? My heart drifts. I allow things to get into my heart that shouldn't be there. I let circumstances get into to my heart. And Jesus is, is, is telling us here and, and all through the Bible, it's this idea that we have to understand that the natural way that the heart goes is to digress, right? To, to be deceptive, Scripture says, and to drift, to drift. Look at what it says, Jeremiah 17, 9. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things, and desperately wicked, who really knows how bad it is? That's Jeremiah 17. The human heart is, is, is deceitful. Like we live in a culture many times that says, oh, no, no, everybody's good-hearted. No, actually, again, the bent is towards these things. Look at what it says in Matthew 15, 19 through 20. 
Jesus said, for out of the heart come. Because these Pharisees, they were so concerned with the external appearance of everything. Like looking right and acting right and being right in front of people and how they prayed and where they prayed in the marketplace and all that. And, hey, we look good to people. Jesus is saying, like, guys, honestly, you're missing it. It's really not as much about the outside. It's about the inside. So Jesus is saying, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person, not eating with unwashed hands, because the Pharisees were getting all bent out of shape. Your disciples are eating with unwashed hands. They are condemned. And Jesus is saying, yeah, wash it with a little bit of dirty hands. <laughs> I get it, but there's bigger stuff here. So, guys, here's the thing is that's the natural bent. But here's the beautiful thing about the gospel and about the Bible and about Christ is God has the ability to actually change and heal our hearts. That in itself is a miracle that God can come in. Look at what he says in Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27. He says, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. He's talking to the children of Israel, but this is a passage that is quoted, again, a lot in the New Testament because it's giving us an idea of how God does his work in us. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and you will be careful to keep my laws. Guys, how... How many of you today, by show of hands, if I said, in 2023, do you want to walk in God's best for your life? I do. How many of you, by show of hands, if I said, okay, do you want your hearts aligned with him? right here at the beginning of the year. I do. Because guess what? In the last month or so before the end of the year, my heart was drifting. My heart was drifting. And God graciously, because he's so loving, and he's coming, and he would show me things. And, and he would say, like, hey, Dave, like, take note of this, right? Guard your heart. Because Proverbs 4 says, guard your heart, for out of it flow the very issues of life. That word guard is literally like somebody who would guard an armored truck. Is what he's saying. He's saying, Dave, you need to guard your heart from offense. You need to guard your heart 
from pride. You need to guard your heart from bitterness. You need to guard your heart from distraction because, Dave, I, I want to I be close to you in this new year. And there's things that I have for you. And I want you to walk in my best. Here's the thing, guys, is this heart is so important. And we have to be diligent and intentional about guarding our hearts. Because here's the reality. When you look through Scripture, and I'm going to do this super quick, but you can see some of the most amazing people of God who had the most amazing relationship with God, called, powerful, and they didn't guard their hearts and it impacted them, and it impacted their families, and it impacted their ministries. And I'm just going to do this super quick. You look at a man named Saul in the Old Testament. Saul was called to be the first king of Israel. He was a mighty warrior. Saul had all these things going for him. And ultimately, he didn't guard his heart against compromise and an independent spirit, and it ultimately cost him his leadership, his ministry, and it affected not only him, and it not only affected his family, but it affected the entire nation of Israel. There were little things of compromise in Saul's life. And when you study the story, and guys, God is, not, God is not the person who's up there like waiting for us to, to, he wants the best for us. He wants the best for our lives. But he also knows what these things do, what sin does in our life. And sin always stays longer than you want it to, costs you more than you're willing to pay, and takes you further than you want to go. And so God's working with Saul and he's, he's like trying to deal with this compromise in his life. Because God would tell him to do something and he would only do half of it. And he just, it was a pattern. And so he didn't guard his heart in that area. Look at David. David's one of the most called men in the Bible. I mean, David's story is glorious. Yet he allowed lustful, deceptive things to creep into his heart. As you know in the story, he's sitting there. He's, he's in the palace. He's walking in his calling. He's king of Israel. He's successful. He's won every battle. He's every fought, ever fought. And the Bible says at the time when kings are called to go out to battle, David stayed and he looked and he saw Bathsheba bathing, and he said, go get her for me. And from that time on, you can see sexual brokenness in David's family. I think if we see one of the most beautiful passages of Scripture in Psalm 51, where David, that's the psalm of repentance, where he says, God, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Restore unto me a pure heart. I think if we would ask David, he'd say, God, I wish I would have guarded my heart in that moment. 
Because I, I, I became careless with my heart in that moment. Look at Solomon. Solomon was David's son who was elevated to be king. He builds the temple for God. Not only that, he's the one who prays. And the Spirit of God comes into the temple. And it's this glorious time for the children of Israel. And it's powerful. And Solomon's got so much wisdom Right, that people are coming from all over the world to him. He writes 3,000 proverbs. They some say 2,000 worship songs. Right? He's probably the most brilliant person on the face of the earth. But when you find him a few chapters later in 2 Samuel, he's, his heart is pulled away with power, pride, and he's married like 800 women. Wow, like this is the dude that had this incredible relationship with God. He's the one that God is speaking to directly. He's the one that when he prays, God himself fills the temple. Samson, called to be the greatest deliverer of all of Israel. Allows things to get in his heart. And ends up blind in prison with the loss of his strength. Pushing two pillars away to bring deliverance to Israel from the Philistines while he's blind. Lucifer. The anointed cherub in the very presence of God. The worship leader for God. And Isaiah 14 says, you were the beautiful anointed cherub until iniquity entered into your heart. Guys, when Jesus says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, this is the greatest commandment. He knows what he's talking about. Everything starts with the hearts. And again, the beautiful thing is that God has the ability. And, and I'll end with this, guys. I was in Kenya, and I mentioned it on Christmas Eve. And the very first trip I took to Kenya, I told you guys I was walking through this place called um, the Matari Valley, and, and we had adopted the slum that was at the bottom of this place of a million people in less than a square mile. No running water, no electricity, um, open sewage. And so we had adopted this place. There were nine distinct slums within Matari. We had adopted a place called Bandeni, which means lowest. So everything ran down there. And we were building a school there and all this stuff. And so the first day I walked through and we spent the entire day there. And I got back that night, and I, every part of me, my hair, my clothes, my shoes, my socks, smelled like sewage. And I remember we drove out 35, 40 minutes from where we, the village was, and we, we were staying at a place called the Grace House, and I went in, and I was able to take a shower. And I was like, yes. I don't smell like poop anymore. 
I ended up leaving all my clothes there. I just gave them away because I'm like, this isn't coming out. And God spoke to me in that time. He says, Dave, just like you need cleansing here with this soap, you need it in your heart. And I have the ability to change your heart, to give you a steadfast heart, to give you a pure heart, to give you a whole heart. I said, God, that's what I want. Change my heart. So as we head into 2023, me as your leader, I'm saying, God, I'm giving you my whole heart. God, take out those things that don't need to be there. God, take out apathy. God, take out offense. God, take out hurt. God, take out the past of disappointment. Because the heart is a storehouse. God, I, I, I want a pure heart for our congregation. I, I'm telling you, when Jesus talks about the firsts, first, move the log out of your own eye. First, clean the inside of the cup. First, your heart. He knows what he's talking about. That's why we're doing this week of prayer and fasting this week. I'm fasting the entire week, and we'll be sending you guys emails today where we'll give you the Zoom codes, and I'll give you a guide that I sent to our leaders last Friday just on all the different ways you can fast and scriptures, and I'm going to send that to everybody. But I'm excited that, that God is saying, I want to do incredible things for you, your family, for this church. I just need your heart to be aligned. And you can't carry over all this stuff. <laughs> Drop it at the altar, Dave. Let me change you. Let me renew you. Let me purify you. I'm going to have our worship team come back up. Now I have my, our prayer team, Linda, Willie, down here. You don't have, but guys, if this is what you want, as we start into this year, come to this and, and drop whatever it is that God has called. If it's pride, drop it. If it's lust, drop it. If it's corruption, drop it. If it's fear, drop it. If it's bitterness and offense, drop it. Drop it today and say, God, come in. Renew my heart. Change my heart as I head into this new year. I'm, as Donnie said, I'm leaving those things behind. If you want a new heart, stand to your feet this morning and let me pray. God, thank you so much that religion can try to build fences and change external things but God only the blood of your son only the gospel only 
your word has the ability, your love, your power, your Holy Spirit to change us on the inside. God, thank you. You can break the power of addiction. God, you can break depression. You can break anxiety, God. Thank you, God. This is the kind of God that you are. You can soften hard hearts. You can renew backslidden hearts, apathetic hearts. God, this is, this is the kind of God you are. So I'm asking you, God, you said you want to do it in me. And I want it. Do it in Renovate. Do it in every person here. I ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, we are so glad that you joined us for our service this morning. If you are interested in learning about how you can start a relationship with Jesus, we would love to be here to talk that through with you. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 12, that whoever has the Son has life. And we really believe that here at Renovate. So again, if you want to start a relationship with Jesus, if you're just interested in learning more about the faith, you have questions, we'd love to hear from you as well. Or if you want to grow as a follower of Jesus or get more involved in what we're doing, we'd love to hear from you. So just go ahead and comment on the platform that you're at or reach out to us by email at info at renovatechurch.com. Again, we're so glad you were able to join us. We hope you have a great week and we look forward to hearing from you soon.